This is episode 22 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we talk about Dragon Age 2, Infinity Blade, Radiant Historia, and we play fill in the blank. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. This is episode 22. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony, Jeff, Mitch, and Nick. And uh, this is the hangover edition of the podcast after uh, a couple, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now since we did that fiasco or, or yeah, trial or whatever. Almost, yeah. two, two weeks, yeah. Yeah, about two fiasco, weeks. Fiasco, I think complete and utter success. <laughs> yes. I don't know, I, I tried to listen to myself talk at work and I had to stop. <laughs> you talked quite a bit. Yeah, I, I were, did. Uh, you did. It was the Jeff cast. It was great. It was. Jeff had a lot to say. I was a huge fan. I have a lot to say very slowly. I wish we could have taken <laughs> a little bit. But you said it. Reason. Yeah, it was more coherent than like half the things Eddie said. It's true. That's true. It's well, no, the funny Eddie thing is, like, two afterwards. there is one part of the podcast where Jeff does talk for like a minute or two straight, and I don't really know what he said. It might have been during the Oblivion thing, or it might have been later on. Well, there was this part where he talks for a long time. But then something funny happened, so I had to leave it in. So for the, I want to say it was he talked about Oblivion for like a minute, but then Eddie Eddie, Eddie dropped the, the Shrek thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I had to leave, I had to leave in the buildup for the Shrek payoff. <laughs> so Jeff Jeff was the setup man. Yes. And now that we've given man. him shit for talking so much, he probably will never talk again in a podcast. <laughs> well, also he was off for like two weeks. Yeah, he had Don't a lot you? to say. He was building it up. That's yeah, that's fine. true. Yeah. It's true, but yeah. So liquid courage. <laughs> I think we'll probably do that again. Not every week. I don't know if I could handle oh. every week. <laughs> no. That was that was actually the drunkest I have been in a Maybe while. Maybe on the twenty fifth or thirtieth podcast. <laughs> yeah. Look, I move. I move back in with my parents at the end of the month. They don't. They won't put up with that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they'll, no. they'll just start That's beating Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, all what are you doing? What do they do? Is your name actually... doing a podcast, mom? <laughs> is your How name actually go... Mitchell? Yeah, that's my full name. Okay. How do they discipline kids in Canada? Uh, they chain us to the snow moose and make us run behind it as it plows the ice fields. That's exactly the answer I was looking for. <laughs> you mean the truth? You were looking for the yeah, truth. I was looking for the <laughs> truth. <laughs> that or we have to go. That or we have to go shave the bears for their fur. <laughs> shave the bears. Oh, the, the, bear, the, the bears don't. The, the bears don't, aren't fans. They don't of shave this, themselves, they? Eddie. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if we could do that every. <laughs> uh, nice. Just said nice. Nice. Oh, Drink. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't even talk because that's nice as a word I say a lot. Well said by everyone. And now on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you were saying there, Anthony. But I think that, we, that I enjoy really this good. course of action that we've taken when joking about Canadians. However, <laughs> I was gonna say that I don't know if we could do that every single week, but yeah, we could do it every now and then. That it would probably shaved a few years off my life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, in terms of just jumping straight into gaming stuff, I think the first thing that we had is uh, the release of Dragon Age 2 this week. So that was, uh, that was a big deal. And I know me and Mitch are both playing it. Jeff, I don't think you've started it. I, I let my brother play it first because we're splitting the, the cost of it. So he, he's been, he has been playing it nonstop. Nice. 
yeah, that's I pretty s- much my experience with it. I played it like all day today and yesterday. How many hours have you put into it then? Um, probably around eight, I think. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's not, but it's really good. I'm really enjoying it so far. So wait, what does everybody have it on? Everybody has it on 360. Yeah, yeah. I have it on 360. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now the thing that was interesting, and I did a post about this on the site yesterday, is um, I was really worried. I mean, I was kind of worried anyway. Anytime there's a review embargo, um, I get worried when it's pushed right up to release because usually for movies that means the movie sucks. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of worried when I saw that the review embargo wasn't until like I just I just became like an eleven year old. <laughs> the review embargo. Um, <laughs> oh, they finally dropped. <laughs> oh. Right in the middle of that word. <laughs> yeah. um, Awkward. They dropped like the embargo dropped. Um, ah. Nice. Tying it together. Yeah. Like it's hot. So no, they, they um. I just I was worried that that was going to spell bad things for the game, you know. And so then the the embargo lifted or whatever, and then it uh, or dropped, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the reviews that were coming out, they were about the same as the first Dragon Age, for the most part, which wasn't bad. But it did, you know, I was admittedly hoping for kind of a Mass Effect two jump, which is probably an unfair, you know, I expectation feel, yeah. on any game. Yeah, I think so too. But I really do like it. I mean, the, one of the bigger complaints leveled against it so far has been like <laughs> leveled. Yeah, yep. uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Has been that puns. that the first game because one of the things me and Jeff were talking about this. One of the things I loved about the first game was how epic it was in scale. Like it was just like an epic game, um, and and I hadn't played an RPG like that in forever. Like I was like, man, I just miss like old school like epic RPG. War dragons, you know all that stuff. Right, like more so, of like a PC RPG. Yeah, like yeah. I just miss that. Um, and so when Dragon Age came out, I was telling Jeff I felt like they made a game for me. And with Dragon Age Two, I was worried that they made a game for everybody, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is totally like a fanboy, ridiculous thing to say. But like I just loved Dragon Age. I don't want other people to like this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not quite that, but yeah, just that. No, no, I understand what you mean. Like, hipster there, Age Two. Yeah, Hipster Age Two. <laughs> well, the reason Dragon Age was so appealing is because it was a hardcore, almost like a, yeah. you know, a PC, like it's the kind of RPG they don't make anymore. Yeah. And then they, huh. now they followed it up with something that that they do make all the time. So. I killed Darkspawn before the Blight. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Dragon Age Two dude. Wow. With the, the hipster glasses yeah on. the hipster glasses yeah you should do that and put it on reddit it'll go front page it'll <laughs> yeah. blow up man but yeah so yeah the whole thing is that the second one is focused around one city very small and in, in scale in comparison because it's about like one political conflict um but so far i'm I'm maybe three to four hours into it and and i love it like i, th- I was really worried about it going in which you know was probably ridiculous of me but i still really enjoy it did it keep you up at night did it keep me up at night? No. Yeah, you said you were really worried about it. Did, like you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like I'm just afraid Dragon Age Two is gonna suck. <laughs> he woke up in a sweat. Jen's yeah. like, "What's wrong, honey?" I'm like, "Dragon Age 2. Like, what if it's not? Do I remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So I kind of had this question for you guys. I guess Mitch is a little bit more in it. So uh, the thing that I always love about Bioware is their ability to world build, and if you only have one city how much of a world can you really build? So do, does it feel claustrophobic or do you, do you know what I mean? 
Um, a little bit. Like, I'm not. I'm only at the end of Act One. I think things get more hectic uh, going into the later acts. But so far, they're trying to cram all sorts of things into this one city. Like, you've got, um, you've got like the stuff going on with the Templar and Templars in the Chantry, and then you've got like this like band of Quinari that have crash landed there, so they're causing trouble. And then there's the dwarves. So it's just sort of like trying to pack all the Dragon Age lore into this one small city. It does feel a little claustrophobic right now. Okay. But I think as to go on, some of that will probably get like weeded out. Yeah. Now, but. one thing that is cool is that, like, I remember with Mass Effect and, Ma- and going to Mass Effect Two is that, like, as soon as Mass Effect Two was started going, I was like, okay, I'm in like the Mass Effect Two universe, like I'm there. And dra- this actually feels like I was surprised at how much it felt like Dragon Age, even though a lot of changes have been done to it. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, well, that's good. That's so it still felt like Dragon Age. To okay. Me. Yeah. Because I always love the whole idea of, like, you travel around to cities and you talk to people and, like, people have different opinions about what's going on or, like, the stories they heard about the war. And, like, I yeah. really loved that aspect. And you it seems like you miss out on that if you never go anywhere, you know. Nick, were you going to get it on PC still? Or 360? Uh, no, I think I'm going to get it on 360, actually. Because okay. it, seems, it, it seems like they really console-friendly-eyed yeah. it. The console so, version is getting better reviews died. than the PC version. Yeah, which is the reverse of last time. Yeah. Right. Well, except for PC Gamer, who gave it like a 9-4 and said it was the, the best, best RPG, RPG combat. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it, it's the best RPG of the decade. I mean, even though it's like, you know, a year into it or whatever, but they really, really liked it. So, quick know. aside, best RPG combat. Go, everyone. <laughs> Pokemon. Dang. <laughs> ruined. <laughs> ruined. <laughs> Question ruined. Drink. Final Fantasy twelve. Hmm. That's a that's an interesting pick. I really liked it. I think there'd be a lot of people that would disagree with that. Well those people don't know anything about anything. No, I'm like drama. <laughs> I no, actually don't that, know it. That or six. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how I would answer that. I, I feel like I, I haven't played enough um RPGs recently, honestly. I like the combat in a lot, and some of the, I've only played Tales of Symphonia, but I loved the combat in that game. I don't know if uh, any. Of well, if we're, if we're including strategy RPGs, Final oh, Fantasy yeah, Tactics, just, like, but that's I feel like that's almost a different, yeah, animal thing. Yeah, Radiant Anthony, did Story, you play uh, Tales of Symphonia? No, I've never played that. Okay, that was the one on the GameCube, and you could actually do two players, and it was more of an action, like. Uh, mm-hmm battle kind of thing it was that one was a ton of fun but I yeah about it. i wanted to play it i just never got the chance to what about uh what about uh suicoden 3 didn't you play that eddie mm-hmm. those battles were pretty fun they weren't like anything to write home about but okay they were they were solid your mom these battles are amazing <laughs> <laughs> am i am i a crazy person if i say infinity blade <laughs> yes. i don't know if yes. i consider that I, rpg yeah i don't think it's an rpg yeah i mean it's rpg and structure like in terms of grinding know, but but you're not playing a role really. You're just sort of there. You're just kind of doing like battles. Yeah, your sword guy. Your sword guy. Yeah. Does that sword mean it's time to move on to Infinity Blade? Because that was one of the things I had written down. Sure. Why not? Well, I wanted to I wanted to say something about Dragon Age real quick. Okay. And then see what you guys thought about this. Which I appreciate I that you. <laughs> no, Eddie. I told this. No, I told but... this to you earlier today, and you said save for the podcast. And I'll be damned if you're going to move on before I get. Do not deny him. I, I denied him in chat. I was like, nope. <laughs> you're like nope podcast and now you're like nope never <laughs> you never get I to tell anybody 
keep it secret keep it safe okay so real quick <laughs> here's the thing i wanted to say and i don't want to see what you guys think about it when i was talking to, to eddie today i said that to me dragon age origins felt like knights of the Old republic and this feels more like mass effect one just in the terms of like because like dragon age origins definitely felt like like a little bit last gen yeah Not it, felt just a little, it, it felt a little looked. dated yeah 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 yeah, it just felt a little bit dated, and this is like kind of getting towards like the beginning, the mi- the middle beginning of this generation where things are starting to pick up. That's just how it feels to me. Like it feels like Mass Effect One in a way. Interesting. Just how it just how it handles and like especially the conversation system because it's like exactly like Mass Effect One. But other than that, there's a few things that remind me of it. That's an interesting point because the because the first Dragon Age was in development for what seven years, something like something that, ridiculous. Yeah. So it would make sense that it was that it would have felt more last gen, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to think about that. I guess I need to play it first before I. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once once uh once you guys play it, maybe we'll bring it back as like a small aside in a couple of weeks. But okay. Let that percolate. You know. Let it marinate a little bit. I like that. <laughs> Mitch, I like the question that you proposed, but I'd like to go back to the Infinity Blade topic. Nice. Good. <laughs> Drink. Jeff, do you want to do you want to go on that? Um, well, so the thing is, like, I've avoided uh, a lot of the the big RPGs when you need to grind <laughs> to advance. Like that that is actually to me one of the, the least attractive things about RPGs. I, I would prefer to talk to people and and explore I like loot. World. Yeah, explore. I like loot. I'm a fan of that. But mm-hmm. like. Getting to a boss where you're like, oh shit, I need to grind for five levels before I can actually beat this guy, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why I love Infinity Blade because it is literally only grinding. <laughs> it's a very well-disguised grind. Yeah, it it's very true. Well, it's kind of a meta grind, though, because you like, you know, you, you, you play through and it's like, oh, you're going to go kill the, the God King, and then he kills you. And it starts over, but you get all your experience and gold and armor and everything because you're the the son of the person that the God King killed. It's really nice of the God King to send all that stuff back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, Give you your like, dad's armor back. All that experience. Dear, dear Widow, I'm sorry for obliterating your husband. I have absorbed his soul into my sword. <laughs> as recompense, please accept his levels and items to be bestowed upon your son. <laughs> It's also good that, that each of these kids waits at least 19, 20 years and for them to have their own kid before they go try this. Right, right. They, they make sure and, and, <laughs> and reproduce. It's like, it's, like a to, it's like a to-do list on the, fl- on the fridge. Knock up girl. Go fight God King. <laughs> nice. uh, but it's so good. And it is gorgeous. I love that that's the entire list. <laughs> it's just, like in life, those are the two things I gotta do. Get girl pregnant. Check. <laughs> Form Babby. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jeff, I interrupted you. Go. Uh, but it was for humor, so it's okay. No, I mean, it, it's, it's a great looking game. Um, I also just think it's interesting because I don't know how well it would translate to any other system. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it feels like a very much like an iOS only game. Like I was thinking I think it, it can be done on the DS. On a yeah, console well, it would be boring. Yeah. You wouldn't so you wouldn't play it on the console, but on a DS you could do it because of the stylus. Although I guess I don't know what you put on the, the top screen. It's probably Maybe. your inventory and your character stuff. Yeah. 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 I guess but that's, that's true. the only system. But the thing is, with the DS, it, it like the uh, Epic guys have said that the DS is not capable of running the Unreal Engine. Yeah. 
That's true. So, so actually, it probably couldn't run on that. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that it's like a fantastic game that really pushes the limits of what you can do on the iPhone. I mean, I guess maybe it could be ported to Android or some of the other cell phones out there that have touchscreens, but the iPhone sort of set the paradigm for that. No. I just thought I, I just think that's interesting. I, I like seeing when there are games that push a system's um, you know uniqueness and and technical specs to their limits. That's always mm-hmm. cool. Like I don't think the iPhone is capable of having um, system sellers. I just don't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think because of the the like the price of entry, the subscription stuff. Like, well, you wouldn't buy. Can't. Yeah, I don't think you would buy. Yeah. I don't think the iPhone. I think that's one of the things that will keep like like iPhone gaming back, in a mm-hmm. sense, is that there's. I don't think you will ever have a system seller like, holy crap! I have to go buy a you know a four hundred dollar phone to play this game, right? Um, With a two year contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Infinity Blade is as close as you can get, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. It's as close as you can get to a system seller, um, because it's. I just think it's that good and that unique. Now, one thing that, to me, that's actually impressive, and this probably isn't going to be impressive to anybody else, but to me it's impressive because I've always been, I'm not a big fan of microtransactions, like, in the slightest, and Infinity Blade is the first game that convinced me to do microtransactions. I've done two of them. I gold. I've bought gold twice now. For oh, that. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like, I bought, I bought gold once, and I, and I failed. Like, I, I just started buying the most expensive things I could first. And that screws you real bad because not right now I'm totally boned in that game because um, Anthony, the way the game works is that you only get experience for your overall level if your items can get experience. So if you've got a sword that you've mastered, it no longer gains experience. And so basically what it does, say you get 5,000 experience for beating a bad guy and you've got a sword, a helmet, a shield, you know, a magic ring and um, armor. It's going to divide that 5,000 experience into five spots. But if one of your spots is mastered, it'll still divide it by five, but that experience just gets left on the table. You don't get it. Well, no, you, I, don't you still get it? It just doesn't get applied to the sword? No, no, you don't get it. No, you don't get it. Because it, it makes, it, the, it, makes yeah. it this like eh, eh, kind of yeah. sound. It's like, no. And at the eh, end, eh. it'll show how much experience is left, and you don't get it for your overall level. Yeah. So, so part of the strategy of the game is managing your inventory so that you're constantly gaining experience. Um, and so I'm screwed because right now I have no money and I have three things mastered. So I'm not getting any experience and I'm only getting a certain amount of money per battle and everything that I'm trying to save up for is like 200,000 gold for each thing because I'm so far along in the inventory. And I'm just totally boned. So I've been buying gold. And I'm like, no, Eddie, you're spending money, like real money now. Yeah, <laughs> on <laughs> like, fake money. You're spending real money on fake money. Real money on fake things. How much did you spend? Like, what, what level of gold did you buy? I bought the lowest one for like 99 cents, but I've done it two times. Okay, okay. So, as long as you're not buying, there's a level that's like 50 bucks. Yeah, you can buy $50 worth of fake gold <laughs> if you want it. $50 oh is like a million God. gold or something. No, oh, so you, oh, that you, sounds you insane. That. that sounds insane, but someone has probably done oh, it. More than oh, you know they have. I'm sure they have. Dude, do you know like people, the amount of money people spend on WoW gold? Like you oh, go sure. to it, you go to a site and you're like, here's 20 bucks. And then you get, you get gold in WoW in your mailbox. And yeah. like, no, I'm not, I have a friend, I'm not going to say who, but he was trying to build like, I don't know, like some sort of stupid motorcycle in Warcraft or something. And he needed like some money to finish it. 
and he just bought gold to do yeah. it. He's done it a couple times. Yeah, I, th- I feel like uh, I feel like any WoW player that plays long enough will eventually buy gold. <laughs> At least once. Yeah, See, I rationalized buying the gold in this because the game went on sale. So I got it for two ninety nine. So I was like, "Well, what's it regular? It's regular price is what five ninety nine? I've got a three dollar buffer, and I can Something spend." Yeah. Gold. So I was like, "So I was like, I technically have not spent full price for the game yet, and I would have, you know, if I had known it was this good." Right. So I, that's how I rationalize it. So I probably have one more gold purchase in me that I'm probably going to rationalize. <laughs> at some I have actually like so. There's definitely this mindset on, on the store to only get games that are ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that for some reason, that price point is, is hard to get over. But after playing a game like Infinity Blade, and I've seen some other stuff that's been, like, worth more money, I'm becoming more willing to, to drop, you know, more than 99 cents on, on a single game well, on the game iPhone. The story was, what, 199 I think it was 399 Yeah, it's crazy that for the, cost of, for the cost of, like, a fast food meal for both of those games combined, I've gotten... I mean, I played I played Infinity Blade. I played it a lot. I mean, Jeff was mm. looking at my achievements or whatever on the game. Yeah, dude, um, I was looking at that too. Like, you were you went insane on that. Like, for me, I bought it on Sunday, which is the same day I got the new Pokemon game. And Infinity Blade drew me away from the Pokemon game. Mm. Like, which you had uh, been hyped up about for yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was totally looking forward to it. And then I picked up Infinity Blade, and then I looked up, and the sun had set. I, I played like, oh. Infinity Blade instead of Dragon Age Two for most of last night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've put it. I've probably played it for about maybe six or seven hours, and Eddie has twice as many battles as I do. <laughs> wow! I'm like the level forty one so in the game now. I I do I do find it interesting though that you just brought up something, Jeff. The whole idea of like, oh, if it's on a phone, like if it's on a tiny screen on a phone. It's like not worth your money. Like, yeah, there are people that, that won't that won't spend money on apps on their iPhone, but like, mm-hmm. but they would do a they would buy a desktop app that does the same thing that their iPhone does for thirty dollars, but they won't spend two dollars for an iPhone version of a of a similar feature. You know what well, I mean? Well, now people were the same way with Xbox Live Arcade, though. Remember the whole limbo thing when people were complaining that it was a ten dollar game that was only four to six hours long? Right. Yeah. So it must just be some stigma people have against downloadable whatever. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, that happens. Like, there are people that rate uh, Kindle books one star if they're more than nine ninety nine. Like, it doesn't matter if the book is, is good or bad. They're like, I'm not going to buy this until it's nine ninety nine, and that, I'm going gi- to give you a one-star review to that, tell you this. That's an Amazon <laughs> thing. That's, whenever the internet is mad about a price, they go on Amazon and rate it one star <laughs> until they can't, and then they rate it two stars. Because <laughs> that's what the one star. But yeah, I mean, like, it, I, I think a lot of people, there, you know, when I look at a, an MP3 album, I've gotten used to buying things for seven ninety nine. So if it's more like two dollars more than that, I'm like, eh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to spend that much, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's two dollars. It right. does. It does make you wonder um, if if a company like Chair, which made like Shadow Complex. You know, they made like a full-on game in Shadow Complex and then Infinity Blade, which even though it's a very short encapsulated whatever, it's a full game that you can just keep playing and playing and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you wonder if like, like why some of the bigger game companies, and I guess it's just because the method of delivery is a little bit harder, right. but maybe the 3DS, which is going to, I mean, Anthony, isn't going to have like a, a digital marketplace of some kind? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, it, it makes you wonder if Nintendo could ever embrace something like that. Like a three or four dollar download for your three DS that's just like a small game. I guess my I'm just skeptical that they'll implement the store infrastructure properly. Like that's the yeah. thing. I just think Nintendo's I just think it sounds way too future for them. Like they don't yeah, even have an Nintendo's, HD console and it's twenty eleven. Like Nintendo's DS, very backwards when it comes DSi, to that kind of stuff. The DSI has downloadable games that you can buy for about that much money, I think. Oh really? That cheap? Uh, I don't. Well, let me let me let me see if I can find out. But um, yeah, there's like DSIware and um, so, like a bunch of games come out. Uh, now was it like Wario but, Shake games <laughs> or like? No, um, no, they're like little um. What was that game? That uh, it was the Jetpack game. It was like with Nolan North did the Killzone Three. No, <laughs> oh, 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 Dark yeah. Void. Darksiders. Yeah, Dark, no, Dark Void. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they made but. an NES version of Dark Void and released it on DSi. Oh, that's kind of badass. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't. Oh, let me see if I can figure out how much it is. Keep talking, and I'll come back to it. But, but well, yeah, like, yeah, I just they did do that, but like, but I get the feeling that the new one is going to be stuff like that, and probably maybe stuff like this iPhone stuff. Now that that's catching on, and they're going to have like old Game Boy games that you can download. Uh, it's sort of going to be like an, a virtual console again, but now see, I mean, could you? They don't embrace it for very long. Yeah. Do you, do you have to buy points though? That's the thing. The you used to on the new. I don't know how it is on the 3DS, but on the DSi, you have stuff to do the points. Yeah. Of course, you have to buy points on Xbox. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel I, I think that's actually like one of the reasons the the iPhone works so well is that you don't have to buy points. You just buy it. Well, yeah. You you take away one of the barriers. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the PlayStation Store, they used to make you jump through a lot. It's actually gotten a lot easier. Uh, DSi really... games cost anywhere from two dollars to five and eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. See, can you imagine what a killing Nintendo would make if they had just like a small, like a tiny downloadable Pokemon game? <laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah, or like just some kind of tiny yeah. downloadable, like like PC style, like it, like Zelda game. You know, that was just like a point-and-click Zelda adventure or something. You know, little things like that. that I'd buy that, too. Yeah, like it seems like Nintendo could just cash on like crazy, you know, because they'd be so cheap. And mm-hmm. you'd, you'd have a full range of Nintendo's, like, system seller properties. I, I was just wondering what their install base was because that, that's also part of the, the thing. It's like if they have a lot of, you know, how many millions of people have iPhones? How many millions have DSs, though? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 120 million. Yeah, more people have DS <laughs> than iPhones. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we hear about like crazy numbers for the DS eyewear? Like, is it just the points that keep people from buying like crazy? It it's might the, just be the way the, the whole thing works. Yeah, it's like you know the DSI. It's a little bit more of a pain in the ass to get on the internet. You know, you have to like have it the wireless. It's not like a. A, G, a you know a 3G network or something like that. So you have to like have wireless and this and that. And a lot of the people that have DSs are kids, and I mean they're not you know that's online and buying the downloadable games and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's true. Although there are stories about uh, kids playing the the Smurf game on the iPhone, and it has microtransactions. And yes, I've heard about. Uh, that. Yeah, no. they'll spend like fifteen hundred dollars on Smurf. Oh bearing. God. <laughs> oh my. God. This is That's why, if nightmare. I have a child, he's not getting a phone until he's 26. <laughs> I was looking at some of the DSi games, and it's like there's a WarioWare game, there's a Bomberman 
there's a the Oregon Trail. You know, there's there's actually like several, like there's a ton of games for it. There's several dozen games for it, but they're, they're you know they're little mini games and stuff like that, real small things. I think the 3DS will be able to hold a lot more. Yeah. So they well, might, they, they probably will get more into the iPhone esque. Hmm. Well, the other thing is that like the 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 iPhone games thrive on third developer content like uh or third party content rather um apple doesn't really apple doesn't make games they 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 make some some apple utility yeah that's true but they don't make any games at all all of this huge successes are third parties Uh didn't the angry birds just get like a didn't the angry birds do just get a 42 million dollar investment from somebody Oh, I'm sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. The VCs. But it's they're not a dude anymore. They're like an actual yeah. like company with many yeah. employees now. Yeah. That's not cool. You know what's cool? Forty two billion. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Anthony, I liked your reference. Now I'm gonna pass the cast <laughs> over to you and ask you about Radiant Historia for a few minutes. All right, I'm gonna talk about it. And uh, since I'm the only one that's played this this will be like the reversal of everything that just happened on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you're in my hands. Um, okay, so Radiant Historia is a, a JRPG from Atlas for the Nintendo DS. And um, it's a time-traveling type game, but it's different than, say, like Chrono Trigger, you know, where in Chrono Trigger you would go to prehistoric days and then like a post- post-apocalyptic age. And, and it's all really made. linear. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it's it's very linear, and you know you would solve problems like oh, there's no forest here, so you go back in time, and oh, you planted a forest, and then now there's a forest in the future, um, which was awesome. But this game's slightly different, as in like at the beginning of the game, like what's really cool first is your character's name is Stock, but he's anything but a stock character. He's actually, you know how like in RPGs, like your character is the idiot that doesn't know anything about the world that he lives in. And they always have to explain stuff to you, like, oh, what's materia? You know, like, stuff like that. <laughs> um, well, if you were in Soldier Cloud, you would know, you know. So they should have figured out he was an imposter right at the beginning, but whatever. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler okay, alert. Like 14 years later, I think we can let the spoiler embargo lift, okay? I still haven't played that. Oh. Um. But uh, the, what's cool is your character, the main character, Stock, he's the one that tells the other characters what's going on. He's very smart. He's like an intelligence agent. So he, he knows everything that's going on. And um, after like the prologue, you choose whether to stay in the intelligence um, section or form a new like military uh, um, a, uh, unit with your friend. And the game tells you basically like, you're going to play both of these things. The timeline splits into two alternate paths, and you basically choose one and play it until you get stuck, and then you go and play the other one, and you'll learn an ability or get an item that will then help you in the other one. Like, the things you do in one timeline affect what happens in the other. Like, there's this merchant, and he gets killed, and so in the other timeline, they don't get the... the army doesn't get its explosives that it needs to, to win a battle. But if you save him in the one timeline, he's alive in the other. So you keep bouncing back and forth between the two timelines. So you do have to replay some scenes, but it's, I mean, you can skip the scenes entirely that you've already seen and stuff like that. So it doesn't get too uh, redundant. Uh, The only thing that's confusing is in this timeline, you may have some characters, and in this timeline, you don't have those characters in your party. So that gets a little confusing sometimes. Um, But uh, the best thing about the game is uh, the battle system. 
it's uh, it's really cool because it's set up on like the enemies. Your your characters don't move or anything like that. It's they're just like Final Fantasy game. But the uh, the enemies are on like a three by three grid, and the people obviously in the row closest to you, you can do mo more damage to them as opposed to if they're in the rear row where you do the least amount of damage to them. But you can move them like. If there's two characters and they're in a row, like one's in the front and one's in the middle, you can pull the one in the middle to the front row where he shares the same spot with the character in the front row, and then you can hit both of them at the same time, and you like do combos, and you can like even oh. change the order of the turns. It's like Final Fantasy X, where you know everyone's you know turn is in order at the top of the DS screen. But then you could you do can, things like, that like invert, like change the order up. Oh yeah, well, it, instead of like doing like haste or something like that, you literally like just pick your character and you pick which who you want to change turns with and then like that character turns red and if he gets hit before his new turn comes up, then he takes more damage than he normally would. So it's kind of a risk, but if oh, you do okay. it then you can like attack like seven times in a row. And then once you do that, like you do like combo attacks by doing it. So but the seventh guy that hits an enemy has done like a ton more damage than the first guy. So, I love games that like do like the risk reward kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the and easiest example this... is what Gears of War with the reload system. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm finishing up here, but what all this does is it makes even the most mundane battles really fun and interesting, and it's a really fast-paced battle system too. So I I really like enjoy just doing the battles in this game. I like all of the little side quests you can do and everything like that are all you know the fetch quests go to this place in time and talk to this person and all that i've barely touched that just because i've been enjoying playing the story and doing all the battles constantly so it's a really fun um uh rpg i've only played about six hours of it so far and i understand it's like a 30 to 40 hour game dang um but i i, re I highly recommend it so it's cool because like most of the it seems like rpgs either focus on story or they focus on battles you know, um, and the thing is, I can tolerate a really terrible story if battles are really fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen is a good example, and uh, the Star Ocean, um, the most recent Star Ocean game, was an example of that where I loved the battles, but I could not stand the story. Um, but yeah, so you would send me emails about the ridiculous fetch quests you had to do. Yeah, they were they were absurd. <laughs> But um, yeah, the Radiant Story sounds actually really cool. So just the idea of you know when you can get a game that does both well, it it really sings, you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun, and the music, by the way, the music is really really good. That's, sings I some of like, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that. that's important for RPG. I don't know why, but I feel like music needs to be good. Maybe it's because like there's so much like battling and grinding you have to do that's like you hear the, the same themes over and over again yeah. so it better not be annoying exactly exactly you know i was i was talking to you guys about the final fantasy channel that i found on AOL mm -hmm. and an interesting thing that i noticed is that uh whenever something from final fantasy 13 comes up i really really like it and i don't mm -hmm. know if it's just cuz it's the most recent game or if it's just cuz it well, was a really like good like you remember soundtrack. it the most Right, but it's like I whenever a, a Final Fantasy thirteen song comes on, I'm like, man, that's really good. I kind of want to play Final Fantasy thirteen again. <laughs> like it's this really weird. I don't know. Yeah, Anthony, yeah, didn't bought, you say that when you bought it? Yeah, I bought the uh, the soundtrack to Final Fantasy thirteen a couple weeks ago, and um, as I've been listening to, I was listening to it today at work, and I was like, I really want to go home and play Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> and um, and part of that's because my game save got erased because the PS three yeah know, killed itself. 
but um but the other part is just like like you're right the it's i think it's a mixture of the, the music in final fantasy 13 is kind of really good it's really good and, and it's um, fresh it, yeah that helps it's fresh it's very it's very different like it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. it, like it doesn't sound like all the same kind of themes you know um and but also like it's just because you you've played it for 40 or 50 hours and you heard all these songs yeah i just so, i really love the battle music i don't it's just really oh, good oh man you can ask you can ask eddie like before the game even came out, I'd heard the battle music and I was like freaking out about it. Like, I can't wait to do battles just to hear this music. Yeah. So I like where this conversation is going. <laughs> and I was going to have us talk about Pokemon. <laughs> because it's actually it's worse just... when you do that now. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. I'm going to keep doing it. What if someone complains about this, though? What are you going to do? Well, then Fuck that guy. I'll just scream when it's time to transition. Yeah. Whoa! What's that? Game. <laughs> I think that someone did Wookie. like a gargling Wookie. Somebody yeah. was an underwater Wookie. That was okay. That was sand people. That's sand people. Long back and in greater numbers. Well, anyway, sometimes <laughs> I was gonna have us talk about Pokemon, but we're running a little long, so I think it's just time to talk about the game because nobody Pokemon. cares about stupid Pokemon, right? Whoa, babies, aggro. <laughs> hey, no, you, you said my... today you wanted to try. I kind of want to try it after reading your review. Just saying, because it's an awesome review. It was a good review. Hey, Mitch, yeah. Mitch, high Mitch. five on the review. Yay, Mitch. Real quick, thank you. Uh, Pokemon Black and White. Would that be the best one for a newcomer to start with? Yes. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. So this week we're gonna play uh, fill in the blank. I'm sure That's everybody remembers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody remembers how to play this game. I uh, I say something and then I leave a blank space and then uh, these four fine gentlemen fill it in with a a, re- a response that could be funny or you know. Uh, awesome or I'm very excited about my response. Lame could be lame. I mean, you never know, but we're going to hope they're all funny and awesome. Okay. So we have four Uh, uh, questions uh. and we have four people. And so we'll just do this one. We'll go Eddie, Mitch, Jeff, Anthony, and we'll just go down the road. Nope. This is how it is every week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, the first story is uh, just came out. Was it last week? I guess this came out or earlier this week. Um, is it GEC? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Naughty Dog came out and they showed a cutscene that introduced the the villainess of the game. And it's this older British woman who looks kind of like Helen Mirren. Of Uncharted 3. You said Uncharted 3, right? Did I say Uncharted 3? I think you may have just said Naughty Dog released Naughty a thing Dog. that shows a, 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 the villain of the game. Okay. Well, since Crash Bandicoot hasn't come out in a while, that's the only game. So yeah, we're just gonna go with it's un- it's for it's for a new IP. Um, no, but it, it's for Uncharted <laughs> Three. Game. Uh, and you know they've kind of had like cliche bad like big bad guy you know in the in the with second one or whatever that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was very cliched. Right. So this is a little bit different. Like you don't really see a lot of this going on. So we're gonna start with Eddie. Eddie, not intriguing. Well, I guess I should let you. I was going to go and then the blank have first. a blank, and then you can. We go. need to have a blank for you to fill. Yeah, yes. so let's. We're just going to redo. We're going to mulligan that, and we're going to redo it. <laughs> Naughty Dog announcing the villain of Uncharted Three will be an older woman is intriguing. 
Okay. Enchantment. <laughs> Enchantment. Enchantment. Mitch. Hot. Hot? Is that what you said? Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Jeff. Milftacular? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. This is more like gilf. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's kind of gilf. Fine. Gilftacular. I like it. Anthony. Groundbreaking. Ooh. Ooh, sorry, got to go with that. I know who Nick's gonna go with. <laughs> sorry, I picked the guy who does the best, Eddie. I don't know what you <laughs> want. Well, that Anthony. just always puts me out of the running. <laughs> <laughs> we can go oh, to Eddie after himself. Anthony, uh, but Anthony, groundbreaking, go. Uh, well, I can't think of anybody uh, in any video game ever who the villain was an old lady. I can barely think of anybody who was well, actually... Well, Kefka kind of was, but... <laughs> Kefka was a clown, okay? Plymouth and Dragon Age Origins, but she wasn't the main villain of the game. It's yeah, true. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just... I mean, this is... This is very different, you know? Like, this is something that I think, uh, you know, video games should try and do instead of just having, like, the, the mercenary with a ton of armor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know? I mean, I can't even think of a game where the villain was an old man... And now they got like an old woman. Like, yeah, it's a little old lady. He's gonna, you know. I mean, I just want to hear one joke from Drake about breaking her hip, and now <laughs> completely satisfied. So I just think it's cool that they're actually trying something different. Uh, so good for them. Okay, Eddie. Yeah, I just said intriguing for you know pretty much the same reasons as Anthony. It, it makes me wonder. Like one of the my first thoughts was, well, what's the final boss gonna be like? Like. Instead, because in the other one, it was such a traditional, it was such a traditional boss fight. Uh, I actually hope that they don't try and do a traditional boss yeah, fight. Exactly. That was just that was so bizarre. Set piece. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was kind of lame for how great the game was. The, the last like, boss fight was pretty lame. Chase a guy around between some trees. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this one to be like? To push no, triangle no. to slap Run the shit out of an old life. lady? I get chased. <laughs> like, <laughs> like push square to beat an old lady with her walker. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I think it's very intriguing. So I'm pretty excited about it. I predict right here. Here it is. The ending is she's on a helicopter trying to escape, and you blow her up with a rocket launcher. Is it a Hind D? Yeah, a Hind D. <laughs> uh, Mitch, so hot, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Jeff and I yeah. pretty much said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I think Jeff and I both like older women. <laughs> Actually, my my real answer I, now that I kind of thought about it some more, um, it reminds me of Casino Royale in a way. Uh, I. I loved when they rebooted the Bond movies. I mean, it's actually like one of my all-time favorite movies. And um, fine. <laughs> and what I mean, just can can like I love that the 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 thing that they kept from the Pierce Brosnan movies was Judy Dench because mm-hmm. she was the best M, and like she brought a lot of intensity to that role. I actually think that, like, you know, it's kind of why I play Mass Effect 2 was as a female character. Whenever Shepard, as a female, is being a hard-ass, she's, for some reason, like, a hundred times more of a hard-ass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like having a, a female villainess, um, especially, a, like, an older woman, means that she, she's pretty intense and scrappy. So, like, she, she's got the, the, the power to stick around for a long time. 
So I think it's exciting. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a scene in Dragon Age Two where Flemeth shows up apart from the demo, and me and Mitch mm-hmm. but we were both talking about this. She's actually really scary, mm-hmm. um, she- especially in the first game if you had to fight her in her dragon form. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you chose to do that, spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Flem- you're talking about Flemeth in the demo. Yeah, I love when yeah. she showed well, up. I was well, like, yeah, it's, "Oh it's, shit, that's awesome!" So she shows up in another scene, and it, it was actually kind of scary because I was like, "Am I going to have to fight her?" Like I was really freaked out. Right, like because like, you you don't want to fight Flemeth because bitch can turn into a dragon. Yeah, like that is some serious shit. And just there was a lot of like weight with her presence in the game too. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same stuff that Jeff was saying. Well, she's like she always seems like she's playing that long game, so you never know what's around the corner when she shows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. very mysterious. Yeah, like she's always like ten steps ahead. Like she has an exit plan. Like yeah. she's she's lived long enough that she mm-hmm. always has an exit plan. Like no, literally in Dragon Age Two, you see her exit plan. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it's just like if if there was imagine there was one villain behind everything in all the Uncharted games. Which of the three would it be? And I would guess it would be the woman. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Well, well, in the in the in the scene they show, it's like I knew you would be behind this. That yeah. tells me that there's history there, and that she's been in the she's been you know there for a while in the universe, um, you know if they retconned or whatever. But like you know mm-hmm. that's she she uh, yeah I think she's going to be a pretty big piece. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It reminded me just the whole scene in general, like when she pulls up in the in the in the car and she gets out and like she has an it felt very very Indiana Jones to me like yes. Yes. Yeah, incredibly. Like, it's like the Nazis just showed up. Is what it felt yeah. like, and it was. It was. I hate these guys. It was so. <laughs> it was so perfect. Like I felt like it was so. It really. It actually. Like I'm not going to say that I, I my you know enjoyment of the game waned a lot, but it was just it so far out that like I wasn't yeah. actively excited about it, and that. That little scene they showed, I'm now actively excited about Uncharted Three. Nice. So, oh, I said nice. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, next question, Mitch is going to. I love that. I love because I was like, oh, I just said nice. You're like, oh, it's time to move on. transitioning. I feel it's like, like it's like a uh, Pavlov's bell or whatever it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the next. The next story is. Let me find it here. Where's Bail. this guy? So, uh, Danny Bilson of THQ said that he's a big uh, Bioware fan. He, he, you know, he said that, but there's a but, of course, because whenever you say that, like, I'm not going to be a dick, but I got to yeah, say You're this. about to be a dick. Right, so he's like, I'm a big fan of Bioware, but, and then he goes on to say, like, it, it's full of sci-fi cliches and, like, they're just doing the th- same thing. Mass Effect thing. 2, specifically, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mass Effect 2. Well, he said Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2. Um yeah. Both of them, like, yeah, he said he said both of them. He's like it, the quote is every single sci-fi movie cliche mashed together. Like not a and thing. THQ's putting out Homefront, right? That's kind of what the context of this is because he's yes. trying to pump up Homefront story experience, right? Yeah. And 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 so what do you do? Is like you pick on the bully to like, or you pick on the big guy to get noticed, right? So I, I feel like, like Crisis did with Uncharted. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to do. Like I don't know, but. Whatever. He was probably nervous that nobody pointed out all the cliches in Saints Row, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so the the fill in the blank is uh, we're going to start with Mitch here. Danny Bilson is blank for saying Bioware quote hasn't told a good story since Knights of the Old Republic on Xbox One. 
Mitch. Danny Bilson he is a is troll. A troll. Jeff. Um, mm, being controversial. <laughs> okay. Anthony. Delusional. Eddie. Inebriated. <laughs> that was us last week. Just gonna say I did intriguing and inebriated. There's a theme happening. Oh my god. Okay, let's go to Eddie. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, don't fall for the themes. <laughs> don't oh, let him beguile well, you with his sorcerer's ways. <laughs> Maybe we'll go to him after the next eye one. Um so uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Mitch on this one. Mitch, he's trolling it up. Yeah, he he's trolling. face on. Yeah, well, like it's exactly what you guys said. Like, Homefront is coming out in four days. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're thinking of like the biggest storytellers in gaming, obviously it's going to be Bioware at this point, right? Because we haven't seen Half Life Three for never. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick on anyone for story, you're going to pick on Bioware. And if you want to hype up the fact that your game has a story, you're going to say, "Oh well, Bioware is great, but their story sucks. Here's our story, and it's pretty cool, you guys." Right. So speaking of real quick, um, because the whole thing with Homefront, I'm not interested in the game like hardly at all. But I saw some ad or some commercial for it where it was like, you know, a, you know, like warfare like you've never seen it before on the streets of America. And they were showing things that looked exactly like they were pulled from modern warfare when you're like in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're going to make you care about a war on American soil. I'm like, I took the White House. I don't know how much more like. Yeah, American I went after the Whiskey Hotel. Whiskey Hotel, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh. What a Such moment. a great like, reveal. I, like, even though that game was flawed, that was a great reveal. That was yeah, amazing. That was, that yeah, was really, incredible reveal. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Because mm-hmm. I was like, why are we going to a hotel? I was so <laughs> yeah, confused I was like, for the longest time. I was ready to time. Google it. I was like, I fucking never heard of no whiskey hotel in Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the moment is perfect because you come over that hill and there's like all the flames and the mm-hmm. and like uh, the artillery and stuff. And it's just like, I was like, oh, God, the whiskey hotel's the white house. I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> but it was a great moment. A great moment. Uh, so Eddie, I guess do you, you just want to inebriated. So he, uh, he's drunk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like that's, that's really all there is to it. If you're going to call Bioware out like that. And I know he's doing it to be, you know, what, to be controversial, what Jeff said, or contrarian or whatever, just to, mm-hmm. um, contrarian. That's actually the word I was looking for. Um, just to kind of get Bioware, you know. He's just drumming up some attention. That's yeah, just doing. to get them all riled up. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's pretty ridiculous to say. And to say they haven't told a good one since the first Kotor is kind of ridiculous. And yet yeah, to say that he Kotor like got a good it, one. I'm joking. I'm just joking. I was being a troll there. <laughs> wow. wow. I was about I to leap Kotor. across the internet and throttle you. <laughs> Um, and to say like he played like both Mass Effects like to completion, I think he said he like loved them a lot. And then to say like yeah, but the story wasn't great. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you wasted those 30 hours of your life on a story that wasn't great, guy. So Jeff, Anyways. you want to continue with this? <laughs> so <laughs> here's my thing. <laughs> Jeff hates Mass Uh-oh. Effect story. Get him. <laughs> Jeff has to I don't. Play I don't hate, too. He I, cannot comment on this. Oh, Anthony Jesus! <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate this. I don't hate the story. No, no, I do. I, I absolutely do think he, he's trolling. Like I, Mitch took my word uh, in a way because I do think sorry. he is trolling. He's he's totally talking about it because the home front is coming out soon, and he's like, "Hey, look at me!" But I will agree that um, if you took Mass Effect story out of the game, the story itself isn't as good as. 
some great books that I've read. I mean, I would actually say better than better than a lot of sci-fi movies. I don't know what sound that was. Apparently, we're all really digging that sound, whatever it was. <laughs> it's the same. Da- it's the same sound that uh, that Zod made when Superman crushed his hand in Superman Two before throwing him down to the fortress of solitude. <laughs> That's an incredible <laughs> reference. Oh I mean, oh. I, I made this point talking about Uncharted Two. I love the game, but if it was a movie, it'd be a B movie. Like it, it would be a low-rent version of Indiana Jones if it was just a movie. What makes it exciting is playing the set pieces along with one of the best ga- stories in a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Like, Mass Effect is the sum of its parts. If you just take out the story, I don't know if the story stands alone as well without all of the great gameplay around it, you know? Mm-hmm. Fine, <laughs> all right, I, I, I rage quit. <laughs> don't rage quit they're making silly noises uh anthony you want to round this out yeah uh, okay so i say he delusional and the reason i say this is because i don't know why. why do you sound like the two like racist robots from transformers they're not racist they're just stereotypical jesus um okay so he's delusional because first off he's saying he hasn't told they haven't told a good story since nice old republic on uh xbox one mm-hmm. um oh no they're Yes, he's not counting. So he's not counting Dragon Age or Dread Empire or Mass Effect One or Mass Effect Two. So okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like Knights of the Old Republic, that had some cliches too. You know, there was lots it was of a Star sci-fi. Wars game. <laughs> yeah, it was a Star Wars yeah. game. It had lots of sci-fi cliches. Um, you know, you are the guy being one of them. Yeah, like there, there was whoa spoiler. A lot of the things that were in Mass. <laughs> oh Effect, come on, everyone knows that. <laughs> A lot of the things that were in Mass Effect were in Nice the Old Republic. So if he's sitting here like, oh, Nice the Old Republic was good, but everything else was shit, then like he obviously didn't play Nice the Old Republic. They're all like the same kind of thing, but they're all good. And it doesn't matter that they're cliched because the like like Jeff was saying, like it rises above it because of the, you know, the way it's all put together. Lots of things are cliches, you know? Like but you could still make it good, you know? So right. um I just, I'm not, he's, I think he's delusional and it's, it's purely a marketing thing. He's just trying to get uh, assholes like us to talk about him and he succeeded. <laughs> there you go. None of us are buying home front though. So I guess it didn't work too well. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next thing. Uh, Jeff, you're going to start it out. Uh, so uh, there was this company called Picotech. Kek, 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 kek. There's a lot of K's in there. It's like Picotech, kek, kek, kek. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Uh, it's a Swedish networking company and it decided hey you guys I got this great idea (laughs) hey you guys you guys they want to they want to do something crazy they want to make a a map and they want to put a thousand players on a multiplayer first person shooter map and when they asked why they said for shits and giggles but whatever and it also breaks a world record but uh so i thought this is a little bit crazy that they want to do this and so i wanted to see what you guys thought it was so starting with jeff the swedish networking company with a lot of k's who wants a thousand players (laughs) on a single map is uh a bunch of spammers (laughs) okay jeff loses (laughs) Uh, i'm trying to I'll explain myself. Okay, Anthony. <laughs> uh, bat shit. Bat shit. Not even crazy, just bat shit. 
Just bat. Well, bat shit is crazy. Bat shit crazy. No, but I love it. Swedish networking company is bat shit. Okay, Eddie. Insane. Okay. Uh, Mitch. Mitch. Better. Uh, ambitious. <laughs> okay. Just wait for the last one. It's coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, I want to hear. I want to hear Jeff's explanation of the spammers thing. Jeff. Well, I mean, that doesn't sound like they're doing it for fun. It sounds like they're just doing it for um, the Guinness World Record. You know, and I'm I'm sure it's going to be like a really low level or low quality level. And like, what what's the point of having a thousand people standing in a room? I don't know. I couldn't think of a good word to describe that. Um, other than like, I don't know. It just seems like a waste of time. It's just like, all right, let's invite a thousand people, have them stand in one place, and then we've got a record. <laughs> you know, I, I never understood the attraction of mag either. It's just like, all right, so a lot of people can shoot each other. That's okay. <laughs> like, how is that more fun? Right, right. Okay. You know, like, how is that a, how is that a function of, of enjoyment? To, to what Jeff was saying real quick, um, I played a little bit of mag, and um, you actually don't, like, there's 256 people in the battle, but you never see that many. You're like, it's it, it might as well just be regular, like, you know, 16 on 16, because they're all broken up into squads in different parts of the map, so you really will rarely see that many from the little bit I played. I mean, I Okay, so then, much, yeah, so. Then, then what does it even matter that there are 256? Like, they could tell you there are 256 people and, and only actually have 16 people or well, 32 because people. because you're, like, part of a, a large army that and all of them together, like, influence the actual outcome of the overall battle. Uh, whatever. Like that, you know? But, I mean, people are... Oh, I'm sorry, we're getting off topic. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, Anthony, did you want to just continue with... Uh... Batship? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, batch. Yeah, because like, um, well, like there doesn't seem to be a point of having a thousand people on a map at any time. I mean, I can barely find like five people in a game of Call of Duty or Halo that I don't want to like kill in real life. So uh, putting a thousand people <laughs> yeah. on there is just like asking for. I mean, I think for a thousand people, I would figure out a way to grief everybody, like, and just try to make everybody miserable, just because like, hey. I enjoy messing up 16 people's lives. If I could do a thousand, that would be amazing. So, well, yeah. uh, what was it? Dice said that uh, Battlefield 3 can handle 256 player online matches, but why should it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, like, they how, were like it you, can you, handle it, but we think 32 to 64 is more fun. How could you even? In, you couldn't interact with that many people. Like, if there are a thousand people on the map, you're you you could not have all those people on the same screen at the same time. The only way it would It'd be like a bunch like, of little 32 player matches, you know. Yeah, like the, the only way it would work is if like everybody had one life and once you died, that was it and then you couldn't play again until everybody on your team <laughs> like an hour later. <laughs> it, yeah. it just it just seems like uh, semantics. It's like calling it a thousand people when it's really not. You know, it's just like, all right, well, I'm always up for semantics. You know, that there are there are a thousand people playing there are probably a thousand people playing Halo Reach right now, but they're like we're not calling it that. There's, probably, there's like, probably more than that. You know? Like a hundred thousand playing Halo yeah. Reach. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> why is it a big deal for them to be on one map? That'd be a hundred matches. <laughs> no, but seriously, why is it a big deal for them to be on one map if they're not even actually interacting with each other? What does it even matter? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it does. It's completely stupid. It doesn't. It, it's. It's also. It's the same as the Danny Bilson guy. Like I think they're just saying it for attention. Uh -huh. You know. Okay. I mean, hell, I. I, I want to put a thousand people on the moon. 
There you go. I just said something. Doesn't mean shit. All a thousand of your enemies. <laughs> All a thousand. Of the, yes. I actually got a lot more people than that I want to send. But anyways, I digress. Uh, Mitch. Uh, yeah, I don't really got an opinion on this. Okay. Ambitious. It just says you just kind of am- ambitious. It. it. Yeah. I mean, the word kind of says it all. Yeah. It's an it's an ambitious thing to do. Whether it works or not is remains to be seen. But you know, aim for the moon because if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, that oh is God. that is going. Oh. I might repeat That's that six in. times. <laughs> just, just copy paste, copy paste. So, every time, every time you ask Mitch, what do you think? <laughs> aim for the moon. <laughs> like, just cut it in different parts. Eddie, it's insane. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I got. Just keeping keeping with my theme. So it's insane. It's all about you. There's no okay. I in team, Eddie. I've already kind of said my piece too, so yeah, right, yeah. it's insane. It's cool. Okay, so now uh, last question, guys. Moment of truth. Um, there was a study. There was a there was a, a company in England that did a survey. And it's the company was called MCV, and they did a survey of UK 360 gamers. And they found that they spend 64 pounds a month on video games. It also said something like 83% of them uh, had gamed three to four times a week, and 40% of them play three to four hours a day. Which, those numbers aren't as ridiculous as the 64 pounds... A month on because that's a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a hundred over a hundred bucks. So I mean, that's yeah. So we're gonna start with Anthony here. Well, if, what's what's the average like MSRP of a game in the UK? That is the one thing. It's probably sixty pounds. Yeah. So wait, this is supposed to be low or high? I don't get it. Six. I feel I feel like it's pretty high. I mean, like that's okay. So Drag, well, Dragon let, Age Two. Let everyone else say it. Okay. Dragon Age Two on on uh, Amazon UK is thirty nine pounds. Okay. No. Oh. Forty pounds. Okay. Okay. I get it. Okay. So start with Anthony here. Uh, the study that f- finding that three sixty players spend sixty four pounds a month on games is dubious. Eddie. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not even a real word. Yep. <laughs> Disqualify. <laughs> Mitch. I love my theme. <laughs> of course you do, Eddie. <laughs> Mitch. A- average. Jeff. A- wait, what? Oh, okay, wait. Sorry. <laughs> What? Uh, I love that me and Anthony both had the same reaction to that. Because the study finds that they, on average, they spend 64 months. You're like, that's average. Like, <laughs> that's two, that's average two games a month. Jeff. Uh, probably inaccurate. Okay. You mean unbelievable, am I right? Dubious. Okay. You just said inaccurate, Eddie. That would have made way more sense. No, unbelievable. No, unbelievable no, is more Eddie. He accomplished his goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not going to Eddie because he's so damn proud no. of himself. <laughs> right. Do not reward that behavior. Mitch. Your hubris, your hubris is your downfall. I don't know. What, what is that? I'm not like a... That's like a game and a half a month. Yeah. So I bought... This month I bought Dragon Age or Pokemon. Game and a half. Bam. You don't do so that every month though. Yeah, this do, is on average. I? Don't I? <laughs> I do buy at least two games a month. 
What? Yeah. What else does Mitch do? <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on, Jeff's got it right. <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm an unemployed winner. You know, I've got tiger blood and Adonis DNA, and fuck it, I'm gonna play some games. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. We had to get that reference. In. I guess we, since we left, the whole Charlie Sheen thing happened. So yeah. it'll be over by the time this podcast is out. That's yeah, it's people will be like, people will be like, who? Uh, Wait, I did die. Jeff, probably inaccurate. Um, I want to say I looked at the article and they only interviewed about 250 people. Yeah, I left that part out because I wanted y'all to. <laughs> To find in that. GameStop, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in like I, I, in line for like Halo Legendary Edition or something, right? Yeah, I'm guessing their I'm guessing their sample size is too small and probably biased. Yeah, that's I, what she it, said. It canvases 251 players between 25 and 35. Probably all of them uh, label themselves hardcore gamers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, that's that's why. Like, what what does it prove that hardcore gamers spend lots of money on right. video games? So, Anthony, you're kind of on the same page? or Yeah, I just, I don't know, it just seems, I mean, I guess with the average, because there are some of those crazy bastards who, you know, buy several things, you know, at a time, and that brings the average up, but I mean, um, also, when I first heard this, I read that it was, that, um, I read that it was on Xbox Live that they spent 64 pounds a month, um, so that's where my dubious came from, if it's just uh, regular games. Yeah, it like, just says you know, games. games. Yeah, because the thing I originally read was like Xbox Live. They spend sixty four pounds a month on Xbox Live, and I was like, no fucking way. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, if it's regular games, then it's like uh, I guess I could see that. But I mean, it's still, you it, don't know. It seem it seems a little high, but I mean, I'm not gonna like sure. You yeah, know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they're lying or whatever. I'm just like no. I mean, I'm sure that also, is the data they got. I just yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like. They they pick the people like you said between twenty five and thirty four. I mean, these are right. the people who are like, they're playing right they now. They have disposable income. Yeah, these are the people who are going to be playing until I have to wake up for work tomorrow. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. Eddie. Well, probably because they're playing in the UK. Am I right? Yeah. Eddie doesn't get the answer anymore <laughs> because of the time difference. They'll they're, they'll be playing. I think they're about to wake up, aren't they? Oh God, you're unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, six, six hours ahead. Eddie, unbelievable. I think Fixed. the awesome word speaks for itself, there guys. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm trying to figure out how to put an eye in front of asshole. And... <laughs> um, I think, the, I think if you put an eye in front of asshole, it's spelled Eddie. Oh! Damn! Troll Jeff showed up. My name is Troll with an E. Um, (laughs) I don't think our friend Jeff can spell, guys. (laughs) Seems right to me. Oh, was, Mitch is totally fucking backing him up on this. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna make a crack about maybe that's why he couldn't get through Mass Effect two, but but then you know he would rage quit the podcast and we'd never see him again. He might rage quit our friendship. <laughs> Jeff, Not mine, though. Friendship. I got Jeff back. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just move to Canada. <laughs> oh, and you and uh, Mitch can BFFs. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, cool I, yeah, it's it's uh, because Mitch, you say that's pretty average, like a hundred dollars a month, but that's like twelve hundred dollars a year, so that seems a little seems a little much. Well, I mean, I buy a lot of games, but I don't spend that much. Well, you 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 uh, trade in 
a lot and you um, get credits for a lot. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, True. If I, if I spent actual dollars, on, like full price dollars on everything. I will consult my chart. Mm, he has a chart. No, he, do, he does <laughs> have a chart. He does have a chart. I mean, something like I've buying like 20 it. to 24 games a, a year. I don't know. I know I don't buy that many. So. I definitely I mean, I, do not buy that many. I feel like like the last other. So Dragon Age Two is the first game in a while that I've actually like had to pay. I will consult the calculator and the chart. I didn't. I didn't pay anything for Dead Space Two. I just got it on credit. I didn't pay anything for stole it. Enslaved. I got that on credit. I I got Little Big Planet Two for eight dollars because I had trading credit. So those three like those three games alone. If I paid full price for those, those are what fifty, sixty bucks a pop. I mean, that's one hundred fifty bucks right there that I didn't actually spend. Yeah, that's the thing. Are they counting trade-ins when they count when they do this survey? Or are they counting actual just you know money spent out of pocket? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. according to this, I have purchased four hundred dollars worth of games in the first three months of this year. So maybe maybe that See? is correct. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's dead on accurate. Yeah. Wow. Huh. That's incredible. Maybe some people should change their words. <laughs> no, unbelievable. It's it's a malleable word that can fit all kinds of sure. <laughs> sure, can I? No. Okay. Well, I think that is that's the end of the game, guys. I think, I think it's the end of the that, podcast. Uh, I, I think I've broken podcast it. too. Forever. Think... I've never broken a whole podcast to the point where we just had to stop it. No, I don't think you. I like that you brought up the chart. I feel like it was very educational for all of us. I was. I liked that I did a theme. It mm-hmm. showed. Good foresight mm-hmm. on my part. So Anthony won the game. Yay! Um, again. I think I think Anthony owns fill in the blank. He always wins it. I like I, I, I like what he did there. Anthony didn't do a theme though, so I contest. Anthony's theme was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but Anthony made intelligent answers. Ooh. Yeah, I actually tried. No, okay, okay. Even if this you don't like bad, what Eddie so. did, no, no, no. To be fair, even if you didn't like what Eddie did, he did try. You can't just come like he <laughs> he put work into this because he's he, you're not that damn proud about something you didn't put work into. I didn't say he didn't try. No, no, I'm sorry. Inventing a word at the end is not trying. When Ooh. all he had to do was walk down the street and get inaccurate, Ooh. and he would have had it. But no, he invented a word. That's not trying. That's called phoning it in. I put a lot of work into the into inventing that word. Okay, before uh, fists start flying, I think we should end the podcast, guys. I love here, baby. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm Eddie. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Eddie Revis. Follow freaking Gamer Sushi, twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi, but maybe I'll just disband the whole freaking site tonight anyway and just crash it. Go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I've just edited the sound of, of weeping. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit in a tiny violin. <laughs> edit in the sound of Zod. Twitter.com/slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Twitter.com/slash Unsquare. Twitter.com/slash Mi7ch. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. Hey, thanks for listening to our stupid podcast. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. Enchantment. 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 Enchantment.